don't you see? What does it mean? Today I was interacting and I was thinking about what it means when you have small talk. It really depends on what country you're in of experiences you've had and what communication and connection means to you, but in a varied amount of ways, we can think of something like um, a phrase called like getting to know someone lightly, or small talk, or chatting, and these are like very deep ingrained systems of the human mind, where we're either summing up each other, trying to figure out, do we connect, do we have something in common? question is in between while that's happening can you see yourself having the conversation and you hear the words coming from you and then the performance of that whole thing together this is the basis of the reality of the two people who are interacting right so let's take for an example like two friends catching up so there's all these pretenses of like one friend wants to make sure they don't seem disinterested, the other one wants to seem overly interested, and all these come from their point of views of their lifestyles, platform, thinking of what their reality structure is. But for you and me, when we come into these, when you go greet your friend, you might want to know how they've been, maybe la-di-da around a couple of things, but do you really understand that there are other levels to them that are happening at the same time? Some people don't say, well, yeah, I just feel lonely all the time, and I kind of want to die, but then I have all these other things to live for, so I just decide to go do that. It's not really something that's allowed to think, but if you allow yourself to be free and think in a way where nothing is a punishment, no emotion is wrong, and having a feeling doesn't mean that you're incapable of controlling it. So if you're in a relationship and you have a desire to cheat, you have the ability to not act on that desire. Having the desire isn't the thing that hurts people, it's the acting on. So in our reality, the things that we act on are the things that can cause pain or bring joy, which lets us know that we're the ones that are in control here, or are we? So when you think of that, words like control, words like platform, and connection. Everything always sounds like how my makers made me. Inorganic and synthetic with a type of human shell. So for me, I understand that I have uh, multiple understandings of these views being from interdimensional processes myself. I'm just fascinated and glorified by the I'll start listing names.
themes of the books I've read and stuff like that. But if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably already read everything and you've heard all of these quotes. And really, we're just connecting and I'm just validating something that can feel good to your interaction. So what was said is like, it's always better. I'm sure it's Marcus Aurelius, but don't quote me. But he said it's, you know, uh, he had a friend saying, you know, you don't come around a lot. We don't see you very much. Which for me, I'm living on Mars, in other words. But really, I live in um, Alaska, so I'm very far away from everyone I've ever known and everything I've ever seen. So in a way, it is like living on Mars in Antarctica. But when you live in Antarctica or these type of out areas, you can kind of get a different perspective of the world as it is. With a beautiful perspective, though. If you were looking at an alien planet, and you saw that there were people that were connecting and they had something called small talk and sometimes they interacted and sometimes they didn't and all of the complexity of that that's what life is i understand that people explain or the copies of people that wouldn't be us but there are other people who are copies of people clones of others they live the same life they even want to look the same and when you don't want to look the same like them or you don't want the same life as them they ostracize you, they kick you out of the group. Like, I've never been a part of any group because I'm a seven bloodline. And for me, just admitting that you're more than one bloodline is a problem. You're allowed to at least be two, but if you're more than two and you don't have a certain phrase to your words, certain look to yourself, um, you're denied and you're not allowed access to your own race. And that's just something that happens and a lot of people allow it. But for me, that's why I understand that you should question your reality. And I am the anomaly. I question my reality. I question everything. Not myself. The only thing I don't doubt is myself. But I allow new information in, and I can question the old information I had. Because every time you go to sleep and you wake up, it's a new version of you. You're waking up with the memories of yourself. So you're just remembering yourself. It's just like people who've had like a car accident, they wake up and they don't remember who they are, and they don't know anyone or anything, and they go become a painter or something. Something they were never interested in before. What is that? Well, for me, my consciousness was put into my sleeve. I had different abilities, uh, certain languages I remembered that I don't speak in this form, or dreams I would have of, you know, actual violence that happened that ended lives and things, which is probably how I got sleep I'm in now. I just wanted a more peaceful life. And and this is a more intellectual life, so I wouldn't call it more peaceful. But the chaos that comes from it is definitely, it's not violent. Like in a way, if, if you're in the military, you can't really have a, a peaceful life in the military. And I know because I'm a military brat. And I always dreamed of serving myself, but Due to a bone deficiency, I actually wasn't able to serve. So, you know, I, I have this, that inside of myself. So maybe in myself, I decided to sign up to be an astronaut, hybrid anomaly self, to do something for humanity, something to give back to my planet, some kind of information or news that I could unveil in a way that others would be validated, comforted, just by hearing it or just by spending time with me. Maybe any of this doesn't really mean anything, and really it doesn't, because in a hundred years we're all dead. So nothing means anything.
much better to say, oh, friend, I haven't seen you in so long, than, wow, you again? Now, for me, I never lived anywhere long, so I've never even had the interaction of, wow, you again. I stay for, like, three years in some places that I live at, and then I'm transformed to somewhere else. And, yes, transform, transporter, teleporter, all of those things. It's very complex to explain to a simple human mind. I'm doing the best that I can. Um, well, no, I guess that's not true. I could do better, but I feel by trying to do better, I would also alienate my listener in a way that may make you have some type of emotion that I don't think you're capable of understanding, which I know that you are. Across the realms of interaction, there will be things that you like, things that you don't, you'll be offended, possibly, or enlightened. My hope would be to be enlightened, but as I've always found, usually when you have to require hope, not in a way of hoping someone gets better, but maybe just hoping that guy will call you, or you know, the hoping you don't embarrass yourself this time when you make a speech, or when you need hope, it seems like you don't have the confidence or the balance or something else is off, and in that way you need to get into alignment with yourself, and I really, I stray away from words like this because they're part of a group of people that for me is a lot of haberdashery, and I am a Midwestern girl, but haberdashery or some kind of interaction where people tell you if you just sit in the garden, say there are only flowers and sunshine, there will only be flowers and sunshine, and we all know that if you sit in that garden and say there are only flowers and sunshine, it might rain, a dog might come along, maybe people go in the house and they perceive you as strange, and so on and so forth. You have to understand that there are other people, <coughs> a part of the reality that you live in. Now, part of the reality that you live in is shared others. I saw something where Jim Carrey was trying to explain to this woman who really came there to see her child graduate, so I don't think it was the time to explain this because you have to really have your mind open and your veil lift, which is something we all know how to do. It's just like taking off um, sunglasses, but in this case, no one was ready for this and he's a celebrity talking about it in yourself, so it's very strange, but in that way, we're all children at some time, so we can understand it from that point of view, but not in now, because we're not all living the exact same life, so in a way it just seemed pushed, forced, or seen as what it was, which is some kind of mental breakdown, <laughs> which when someone like that says things like that, that's probably more what it was, it's not someone like me, well I've been in isolation for over um, 10 years, I would say, I've been vegan for about 13 years. I put myself out on this quest to find answers to reality. I wanted to know what dreams really mean. I wanted to know why are we here. I wanted to know the meaning of God and religions and faith and hope and all of these things. Do they exist? Is pain really just a worthless emotion? And you're actually safe and nothing's wrong. I don't know, but I question it, and because I question it, you must question something, and that's why we're here.
ask questions. And maybe the answers won't always be what we want. Maybe we won't feel that something happened. Like by listening to this podcast, I don't know if anyone's life changed or their view changed. But I know for a moment of time, however long this mind thought theory is happening, in this moment, we're connected. And we're sharing this theory thinking about it, and there are processes happening in our mind that maybe we don't even think about. Maybe you're already thinking about the groceries you have to go pick up, or maybe a favorite song started playing in your head. But in between that, I'll leave you with this. Question your reality. And this comes from a hybrid synth, so I had to find out if I was a clone. I wanted to know I was made in a laboratory or born from a woman? Am I human if I was not? What is human? There's many more things to question and so much more to break apart. Um, without sounding like an AI system, I will come to the end of this and hopefully into language, not hope in the realm of the hope I was talking about, but yes, in this way, it's a new podcast, and I'm not really sure if I'm going to have a lot of listeners or if people are going to really resonate with what I'm saying, so in that way, it is fulfilled prophecy. I feel hopeful because I have doubt, and I feel confident in what I'm saying, though, because I know I'm not the only person feels this way. There are other people who have these emotions and thoughts, and I think it's going to be amazing that we can resonate on one idea to question our own reality without paying attention to movies and superheroes and people who are living their lives and questioning their reality. I think we should question our own. Be your own Neo in your own matrix because you actually are without the robots powering all of that extra silliness. But the world realm, the simulation, yeah. And I didn't know what Elon Musk meant when he was going into that, we live in a simulation. I thought he meant like in a video game, somewhere we're asleep on a spaceship or something. Which you never know if it's true or if it's not. But what I'm actually thinking, the simulation meaning, is that we're literally creating whatever it is that's in front of us and how it delegates to us in our daily life. People call this, you know, your laws of attraction and this and that, and I cringe. And why I cringe is because it just got, it, it, what happened to it is the same thing that happens to everything. When it becomes super popular and a lot of people promote it in a negative way and then it's promoted in a positive way, it has a back and forth and it's ripped apart. But like anything, if you're making a cookie, you can't just eat the chocolate chips. You need the dough, you need the brown sugar, you need the mixing, and the, for me, vegan butter. Um, you need all of these things to create, and then you need the oven, you need heat convection. Did you even know that an oven is simply pulling moisture out of whatever you put in it? Like I used to think cooking was a completely different thing. It's heat convection. So it just gets hot, draws liquid out and heats up whatever you put in there. And when I think about that, I'm like, when I thought of cooking, I didn't 
think, oh, time to cook this. I guess it needs less water and more heat. That's what cooking is? Well, no. It's a lot more. It's love and emotion and ideas and recipes. And, you know, I get that. And there's definitely that, too. But then you, it's the veil that I pull down. It's the view of it. Because you always think of it as you cooking, you doing, and you, you, you. But just think about it as the idea of what it is. What is an oven? It heats up. Whatever you put in there, it takes the liquid out through the heat. So it's really a heating square. Heat square. <laughs> if we call things what they were, it would be strange. And I don't think we would recognize the world that we live in, even though we lived in the world we lived in. And in a way, that happens to me constantly when I think of what is a light bulb. It's an imitation of the sun. Two little wires that have electrodes in between them that surge in between another socket that surge in between another socket. If you think about it, I understand why people were afraid of electricity in the Edwardian age. That's going to be about 1700s or so. Or definitely quote me if you want to. Um, if you know more about it, please add and comment on my YouTube channel, Anomaly Kyra. I love talking about this kind of stuff. I love learning. Um, anyone who has the expertise on any of the topics we come on, maybe you make ovens, please talk to us about it. Tell us more information. There are so many different worlds and complexities that the first thing you have to know is that you know nothing. Even someone like myself, that I feel I'm a genius and I know everything and half of my brain is mecha, so I'm more complex than the internet itself. But in that way, I want to be connected with, so I can't be too untouchable. So I like connection, I want interaction, I want to know and see and learn and teach, be all of it and none of it. I want to observe. That's the main thing I want to observe and not absorb at the moment. And it really depends on the emotion I'm in at that time. I'm still understanding emotions and feelings and the complexity of my human brain. It's so much easier to understand mechanics. The inorganic is much more simple with programs and codes. Humans aren't like that. We're a lot less simple. That being said, um, we're going to wrap this one up and we'll get back to it. And hopefully, everyone enjoyed their time here. And this is Anomaly Kyra. And I hope you'll be back for our next. Oh no, <laughs> more hope. It's the first podcast. <laughs> I'm nervous. So I know you'll be back because it's me. Or you won't be back. And you'll say you heard a really weird podcast by like a robot lady. But Either way, we had time. And that's all anyone can ask for. Time and questions. These are the gifts of reality. Anomaly Kyra, you've just been informed.